So here we are, Dr. Chuck Berg. Welcome to Meetings with Masters. Thank you so much for joining me here. I'm honored and grateful to have you here. Dr. Berg is an acclaimed chiropractor of over 30, over 40? 30, 40, 41 <laughs> years, Gina. Of 41 years. Amazing, amazing. That's, I know you've changed a lot of lives in that time. I know, you know, you're a, an author of an incredible book called Is Your Lifestyle Killing You? And we'll show this again at the end. Um, Dr. Berg has been an advocate not only for um, physical wellness, emotional healing and emotional wellness also being one of the most important things that we can uh, do to change our lives and, and, and be healthy. So welcome, Dr. Berg. I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us about yourself a little bit in your, I know you had some life challenges, so share what you can, what you will, and uh, we'll go from there. Sure. So Gina, thank you. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to share my little story. So for those of you out there, uh, yes, I've been a practicing chiropractor for 41 years, graduated New York Chiropractic College. And uh, I'd like to say that probably the most significant factor for me, Gina, because we're talking about not only being a chiropractor, but being uh, the healthcare provider, but seeing a very important component in human beings, and that is the emotional side and the tie-in between mind and body. So when I graduated uh, chiropractic college in 1977, my aha moment was attending a seminar. And the seminar was the first time, I was 25 years of age, when I actually heard about personal development. I was taught that, you know, that space between the ears, that the most important space on the planet was the space between the ears. And it was like, well, what are they talking about? And then they went into this whole thing about mother, father, teacher, preacher, and recognizing that we, in essence, are never really who we are, Gina. We are products of people around us. They talked about attitude development. They told me it was your attitude and not your aptitude that determined your altitude. Well, hey, I was taught my whole life, you know, did you hear about so-and-so? They went to so-and-so college, the name of the college. They were in certain academic courses. They were brilliant people. So what happens is, is the human being has a tendency to not feel necessarily so good about ourselves. So no matter those of you out there, regardless of your profession and your field, I think it becomes critical for us to work on what we hear about self-mastery. So that was my initiation at age 25. And I began to read and listen to, this is back in the day, 1977, we yeah. had little cassettes. They taught us about turn off the news. They taught, they taught us about putting in cassette tapes and start reprogramming your subconscious mind. Mm. Anyway, at chiropractic college, what I was also another aha moment and what intrigued me, I've always loved nature. I've always loved watching shows that, you know, on television about the planet, about animals, about how things work in, in the natural world. And I remember reading something to the effect that we live so unnaturally that when natural is presented, it's looked at as being strange and mysterious. Wow. And yet I've watched and evolved all of these years that have taken place where now, you know, we have more and more people who understand the importance of nutrition, who understand the, the relationship of mind body. And this always felt so inherently correct. Anyway, um, some interesting points, I think, that would be valuable 
That's Resilience, Gina, is such mm -hmm. an important word. No matter yeah. where I go, we listen to the great stories. Thank you to people like yourselves who are willing to put us on. Everybody's got a story. Wow. And what I have found in my book, I wrote a chapter called Wisdom in Advance of Crisis. Mm. Now, you had mentioned before we got on that, you know, you were lucky. You started this at a relatively young age at 25. And I'm saying, yeah, and I wish I started when I was nine. I wish my parents introduced these type of philosophies. And the reason being is, and you know, neuroscience now has taught us that we have neural tracks laid down. And that is our perception, right? Every one of us are involved with similar circumstances, yet we see through the lenses of different eyes. You know that. We've all, anybody who's been doing self-help psychology understands that. Yeah. But what I have found too, Gina, is that too many of us spend all of our time picking up our next book. We get the next book. Oh, did you read this book? Yeah. And I have hundreds of books that I read. And what I'm saying is that it's imperative to learn new strategies. Yes. I advocate for everybody listening to this to become a seeker, a seeker of knowledge and a seeker of what I call, what is the truth? Even as we're dealing now in this pandemic, there are many people who see very dis different distinctions. The fear, less fear, minimal fear. And we're not here to discuss that. But right. that's what I mean by perception. Right. Anyway, 1984, uh, I'm sorry, 1982, the birth mm -hmm. of my first child. Mm -hmm. And how exciting for anyone to see what they've created come into this world. Yeah. Within weeks, or maybe it was a couple of months after, uh, we've came to the realization through some observation that my son was born with a stroke. Either had a stroke in utero or during the birthing process. Well, that was one of my first uh, of my basic three major challenges in life. It's like, OMG, this was not the vision that I had. Right. But what I want to pause here is just to say that how we default to events and circumstances in our lives is the key critical factor. We've all heard that. We're all in this self-care journey. Absolutely. It's not what happens, Gina, right? It's, your, it's not the circumstance. It's your interpretation. So... Yeah. In my chapter on wisdom in advance of crisis, I am so grateful. I am so grateful that I went on that journey. I am so grateful that by being in the presence of that seminar, they taught me how to interpret and look at things differently. Well, which part, my sorry, how much, how much in advance of that was that? Because that is so profound for having it be, being in, you know, the 70s. When, yeah. how, how many years in advance was that, that... You had all that. You had personal growth, so it allowed you this, this, this uh, different way to uh, handle something with wisdom and peace. And so, I'm sorry, yeah. I just the time frame. It's okay, but that's exactly. So it was about five years. It okay. was five years from beginning to put to pick up, you know, some self help psychology books, listening to the gurus at the time, and um, I never found it to be fluff. I found it to be so insightful. So anyway, when my little guy was born and I had been reading some books on uh, Dennis Waitley, who took care of the Olympic athletes, and he said, and he shared with us, those readers, mm -hmm. the subconscious never goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I said, this is my little boy, my gift, my wonderlust, the thing that is the most important thing in my life. 
what if I began to lay neural tracks where this child at an age of six months began hearing mantras of I can to know how loved he was. Every night I sat by his crib and I talked to him. I stroked his little hair, he was this big. And that was the beginning of every single day, you know, that we did that. Now, do I know, can I tell you for sure, I am telling you, push the fast forward button at 38 years of age. You know, Jason has a wonderful self, uh, a feeling of self. Mm. And the story goes on. The, we developed as a chiropractor. I worked on his spine since he was an infant. So although he had a hemiparesis, which means that half of your body, it's a stroke, his abilities to do everything are profound and so minimally limited. So if we can touch human beings at such an early age on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual side, what can, what can we bring into this world? So instead of sitting in the corner, which at times I wanted to do and cry and say, poor little unfortunate me, poor little unfortunate him, no way, no way. It was always an I can philosophy. And You know, it doesn't mean that there's never any issues or problems, but I so believe that I'm going to pause for a second and state that I remember a gentleman say, Chuck, it is imperative that you work harder on yourself than you ever do on your job. And at Mm -hmm. the unblinded meeting, when Sean had called me up to the stage and, you know, that's just an aside, but Sean was a young 20 year old when he came to my office. So when I look back in the rear view mirror of my life and I see the opportunities that have come about as a result of the self-help work that I've done to enhance and help myself. And P.S. folks, it's been 41 years and I'm still picking up books, listening to seminars, becoming part of the unblinded and wanting to learn Mm. because we never arrive at this place called being a spiritual warrior. And that's my goal. I don't want cars, homes. I did all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert for a moment and just share this because I think if anybody walks away from today, I listened to Jim Carrey as he did a commencement speech. And there were so many wonderful things. But he says, quote, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency you will ever have. Yeah. So, Gina, um, just being asked to share from my heart to the audience Mm. just some of these stories and they go on and on but the effect of having that impact on others and i think all of us want this we can chase all the trinkets in the world you know people i know people they got oodles and oodles of money we've been taught by tony robbins that he can show us billionaires that are miserable so Mm. i think all of us I think what's really important is for us to do the self-introspection. I believe it's important for us to ask that important question. What am I? I ask people to contemplate their contemplations, Gina. I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I understand that very well. And that's a beautiful way to put it because people don't, don't, you know, we don't stop to, not only do we not stop to think in general before we say things, but we don't stop to think about what we think about for sure. Most of the time, right? 99, 90% of the world, maybe so, now, but anyhow, go on, please. Yeah, and in general, I just think that for many of us, we're brought up and we are following social 
goals. Yeah. I always tell people in my book, you must find right for you goals. And I played the game because I got caught up in the Mercedes 80s. <laughs> and I did, I did very well. And I had the big home and the German sports cars and everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. The point is, is if you can really see whether or not you are identifying with those. In other words, who I am is what I have. And therefore, the more I have, the more I am. Right. Not good. No. Not good. Right. And yet, in every book that I've ever read about following human beings, especially men, too often we identify with our externals. And of course, with it's not a gender specific. It is so real. Why I bring this up, you know, as a healthcare provider, because I had a, a moment in time about three years ago, Gina, where in the morning, because I have my process, I get up in the morning, I sit with my, my cup of coffee and I read or I write. And I've been doing this for 41 years for no other help than to deepen my understanding. I want to be congruent. Mm -hmm. I want to be authentic. Will the real Chuck Berg please stand up? Yourself, so yeah. for those out there, what I'm asking is to please work hard to find your own authenticity. Mm -hmm. If you are not living an authentic life and nobody knows it, remember you can fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. And Gino, no matter when we lay down, whether we have somebody to our left or our right in our bed, you are still alone. And I've learned that cages are cages, whether made up of cement and steel or the fabric of your own mind. Mm. Let that sink in. And it doesn't matter. On the outside, we put on our identity, we put on our armor, but the only thing that matters is your own feeling of self. And that's where the self-mastery game has to come into play. It has to, the self-worth and the self-mastery game. And I mean, that is the, those are profound thoughts for being, you know, for, for being able to have them early on in life in the seventies, you know, in the sixties where the Tony Robin actually, Tony Robbins actually got started too. Like you had the blessing of having these, these lessons in your life and, and also being able to know that you were going to keep having more lessons that were going to keep giving you more wisdom yeah. um, that you were going to grow and learn from instead of be in fear of, right? Because we talked, uh, we touched a little bit about fear before we had this conversation. And I think, I know, you know, we weren't going to maybe not go there, but I would like to actually, if that's okay with you, because I think that that's such an important, especially right now, I, I feel as though there's people, you know, especially in personal development, we understand how to not live in fear of what's going on in the pandemic. But, but if you're a child who's raised in a place of like watching the news, like I said, before, if I could share that with you, you know, again, it's like, I was, I was, I wasn't raised in a fearful state, but my parents watched the news all the time. They weren't scary that they had a beautiful, loving relationship, but the news was playing all the time. Right. So what happens when the news is playing in the face of a child all the time? Yeah. What? So, so uh, it's a very good point. And you, I can't tell anybody how not to be fearful. If that's where you are, you have to start asking the important question. How did that manifest? How did that come about? So we started bringing back to, you know, neural tracks and recognizing that 
early in your life, you know, I, I heard something that I thought was fascinating when they showed the brain and they showed half of it. And one side is a saboteur and the other side is the sage. So one is the one that is that stinking thinking side and the sage is the wisdom side. So it doesn't happen overnight. And that's why even a little beautiful program like this, and if I can share anything and if it can touch somebody's heart in any way, shape or form, all I want people to do is to recognize that we can create a new 2.0, but it doesn't happen in an instant. You must do the work. So what we can do is kind of break people open and learn to recognize. And maybe I can share two other things, you know, because in life, I used to give out a stress survey to people. The first one was death of a spouse. Uh, the other one, or a loved one, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other one was divorce, and the other one was loss of money. So I had, you know, the child that had a health-related issue, and ultimately, by the way, by the age of 13, he then developed juvenile diabetes and other types of, you know, health issues that we had to deal with. But mm -hmm. again, attitudinally, it worked out magnificently. We just don't freak out. We don't have fear of. You didn't have We'd to take action. It. You had love around it. We honor what is. Mm. Guess what? It's over. In other words, whatever event, it's done. Yes. Now, now, what do we do? Yeah. Um, I, I went through a divorce after 28 years of marriage, 35 years with somebody. And so that's a major to do. And then in 2007, I had the wonderful event of losing everything in the Ponzi scheme. Both my wife and I, Jody, we lost well over a million dollars of savings as a result of being in the Ponzi. So in other words, you had shit happen before, <laughs> shit happened in the middle, and, and I don't make light of this. Trust me, I would rather still have those finances and they were gone. But wisdom in advance of crisis, I immediately defaulted to saying, okay, Chuck, who are you without a bank account? Who are you? Right. And I went into this whole mantra of writing down, I'm a millionaire because I have a million friends. I have a great job that I love. I have a beautiful, loving wife. I have wonderful children. And I just went into my litany. I didn't go into the poor little, I cannot physically default to that because of 40 years of retraining the brain. So the essence of this communication, Gina, for anyone listening is, no, nothing's easy. But the earlier we can do these things, and thus the joy for myself, whether it be Sean and Jared and, and uh, Fernando and uh, you know all the people there, what they're all, when you speak to them deeply, you'll find that the love and the support has less to do with what can I earn from this and what can I do to impact others. This is the way it is. So you want a life that is loving and supportive and compassionate. Take a look and see in the course of the day how much time you are spending in the saboteur part of your brain or in the stage wisdom part of your brain. Mm -hmm. And understand that we are going to default to what we've been defaulting to for as many years as we've been doing it. It's really that simple. That is the neuroscience without getting into it. Right, without, unless we decide to change it, unless we decide to change it. And that's what we're, where I meant before is like, if we're watching the news all the time, all of a sudden we catch ourselves being fear all the time. 
and we don't want to. Like I recognize in my adulthood, whoa, I was a well, I was scared to death of the son of Sam as a child because I the news was playing in my house all the time. So yeah. I lived in fear. So right. So I had to learn in my adulthood, oh, that actually played into why I live in so much fear, right? And I Absolutely. changed it. I changed yeah. what I thought about, what I felt emotionally was what we feel too. It's not not just what we think, but but we have to feel the feelings that we want to feel too. And and just and and you let you know not be in the saboteur because the saboteur will keep us sabotaged and we want to be in the spirit of love and wisdom and and uh thinking the the where we want to be and who we want to be and you 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 know you know what you've been doing it for a long time it's constant and never-ending improvement a great a great point to bring up for our listeners is something called a refractory period what does that mean between every sim, every stimulus and a response, there is a pause. You know, we talk about now we've all been in this global pause. Well, in everything we do, there is a space between the stimulus and the response, and that's called the refractory period. The longer you stay unconscious to the thoughts that are permeating between the space between your ears, the more of a problem you're going to have. So when we use the word conscious awareness, this is not cycle babble, Gina. No. Conscious awareness is the ability to become the watcher of the thinker, where you are actually acknowledging you are so aware that you're saying, holy shit, look, look at where I'm going again. And then honor it. Don't belittle it. Don't right. berate it, but right. honor the fact. And, you know, in some of the books, Eckhart Tolle, who I really enjoy as a, uh, a, as a spiritual guide and author, he has taught me a lot about that. And you must spend, I must have read his book seven times to get clear in the understanding. No cycle babble. It's fascinating. So refractory period is very powerful. So that where is my thoughts at this given moment? I'll put that up on my, my mirror. I'll put that up on my car. So in essence, folks, you got to do the work. There is no simple thing of getting around it. And I, I default to my buddy, Sean, you know, when he was 20 years old, that's when we went to, to dinner together. His mom had suggested, go talk to Dr. Bird. And we sat and I gave him the book, the, the uh, Awaken the Giant with him. Mm -hmm. That was his introduction to Tony Robbins. Now, meanwhile, look at me, all these years, I haven't performed. He has done the work, as we all know, how incredible and how amazing he is. But the study was so deep and so specific and with a true desire to really want to impact people. And that's why I have just a great deal of pride in him. But the beauty is once again, look that what you and I can do just by giving our spirit to somebody to support them. So in the practice, I do not just adjust people. That's a critically important part but align the spine, eat from the vine and calm the mind, to me is the totality of healthcare. Now, how do we figure that out and process mastery to make sure that every patient gets all of that every time? Still working on it. But <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. And for me, I guess to be spirited in the work that I do 41 years later, to me is my joy. Yeah. So show me joy in somebody and I'll show you success. Don't show me your trinkets. Don't right. show me your bank account. Those are all nice things. But to live a life filled with integrity, mm. filled with doing what you love to do, and literally trying to touch 
every human being so that they leave you better than how they, you found them to me is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. And we can find the joy and forget the fear and be in a better place in our lives. And I love what you said. And maybe I'll ask you to say it again. And I can't, I, it doesn't let me type it in here. Align, say that oh, one more time. Because that yeah, is. I call it my triune of truth. Three things that are so important. Align the spine, spine. eat from the vine and calm the mind. What it's addressing is not only the adjustment, the chiropractic, keeping the integrity of 110 joints in good, in good, in good mechanical alignment, but it has everything to do with motion and movement. But listen, as I share these things, who doesn't know this? Right. You know, the challenge in our lives is to move from a state of, of knowing to a state of freaking doing. And that requires the discipline, that requires process mastery, that requires doing the things. And I'm always challenging people, it is your choices, your actions, and your habits that will determine everything going forward in your life. So take the honest inventory. This is work. Take yeah. the honest inventory to take a look at your daily choices, actions, and habits. It doesn't happen by tuning in and I'll watch something today and revisit two months from now. This is a daily routine to change the neural tracks, to feed the sage side of the brain, to overwhelm the saboteur side of the brain. And we do it by hanging out with the people who bring this to us, reading the information that we can by choice and choosing not to go in front of that TV that's going to feed you with everything that is wrong in this world, my opinion. Yes, no, but that's a, I mean, I'm on that side of the opinion because I very much did the the shift, you know, and yeah. we have to do that. It's a constant and never ending work. And I live with, I, you know, we live, sometimes we live with people. They don't want to do the work or sometimes we know people, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to look in the mirror, looking in the mirror and making those shifts and deciding that we're going to, we're going to make those personal shifts within ourselves because that's where it always starts is yeah. where it makes the difference and, and makes the impact. We have to decide and it starts with that decision. And then it starts with doing, doing the actions, you know, taking the actions and changing the thoughts and our energy around those. And, and so it's, it's always, and that is what these mess, these meetings with masters is about for me is to continue to bring People like you who have been doing the work, who have been self-mastery ongoingly, which we keep doing, and you have a spiritual intelligence of knowing um, and having done the work, how to be able to also articulate it out to more people who may not have gotten to you know, hear you. And you were speaking about unblinded, which I didn't, I just want to touch on because some people in my community, some people may not know. And so it's an incredible community that um, somebody that I met and that Dr. Berg has known for, I think since childhood, right? Sean Callagy uh, created this incredible com community, a movement um, for people to live in integrity and authenticity every day in their lives and in their business. And so if you, that's what we were, he was referring to uh, Sean when he would say Sean. So I just wanted to yeah. bring that up because I, I do hope that Sean gets the opportunity to watch this because your introduction of Sean to your son-in-law I'm sorry, not son-in-law, you're yeah, too step, stepson. Yes, I was just going to comment. Go ahead. So I was just going to say that here's the other fascination for me. Yeah. The fascination is I'm not doing their work, but when 
we saw what Jared was doing with his software and his Synduit capacity. And Jody was acknowledging, she goes, you know, this is, this is something these two guys should meet. So once again, now we, we take some level of responsibility of putting Jared, my stepson, in with Sean and look what's happening. And they both come with a unique set of amazing gifts and the synergy because that's what they need. All of us, none of us have all the answers. Yeah. But when you can, and, and here's the other thing, I'd love to leave everybody with the word serendipity because I truly believe that synchronicity and serendipity is how it happens. I could not have predicted in the in in 20 some odd almost 30 years ago when when we went to dinner that this was going to happen all i wanted to do was was give this young kid some some hope some dreams and some strategies and to listen to something that i thought was helpful reading the tony robbins book like 900 million other people did <laughs> but the essence was the touch you see you, my swimming coach in college when i used to acknowledge him he said chuck you were just tagged tag others so the beauty of this, and I thank you, Gina, again, because you may not even think that your work is like, oh, well, what the hell, I get some people on here. You don't know, and we won't know, but you cannot see life happen through the windshield. You can only see it happen through the rearview mirror of life. And it is only upon reflection that all of this will come about. It will be in your world, in your world, and whoever's out there, that's how this happens. Synchronicity, serendipity. When your energy is right, outside of our brain is this amazing antenna. We yeah. can see it, but what happens is we attract people, circumstances, money, and opportunities to us, as well as giving out to others so that they can make some masterful changes in their lives and the lives of others. Beautiful. And masterful changes, masterful choices. It's little, these seeds, follow the seeds. They, they, they're, they're usually showing you something, right? It's a path. It's a very powerful and profound. It's the signs. I believe wholeheartedly in signs that everything is a sign. Everything, like every single, you know, little drop that comes in front of us is there for a reason. Every person, every. Yeah. So the saboteur says life sucks, right? right. The sage says, freaking amazing. And every day when that sun comes up and it is so precious to watch, you know, people will spend money to get to the beach and to buy a home where they can watch a sunrise and sunset. Mm -hmm. And some of the most spiritual moments of my life is being tied in with nature. We awoke, we awoke, we were on a boat in the Mediterranean, I'm sorry, not in the Caribbean. And uh, I got up in the middle of the night, I went upstairs and, and I looked up. And if I tell you, Gina, there was a billion stars, a billion, because there was no lights on this sailboat. And we were somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean. I ran downstairs, I said, Jody, you gotta, you got to see this. And we both just lie there. And for me, I had tears running down my eyes because what it does, it, it was like, you know, they say a connection to the source. For the first time in my life, it was like I could not believe how vast the universe was and how insignificant we are. And yet we make our freaking problems to be so mammoth. We are so much stronger than we ever give ourselves credit for. We can handle enormous amounts of complexity. And when you're coming from this space, what happens is, is it gives you strength and fortitude to be able to handle the life challenges, the, the losses, the illnesses. It's unfortunate, 
but nobody gets through this life unscathed. Some of us, it happens early in our lives and sometimes it's very late in our lives. But the message for all of us is that the more we can really see the simple balance that exists in the universe, it's never good, it's never bad, it just is. So recently I wrote an article on the isness. The isness, when you can learn to appreciate the isness of life, the isness of the circumstances and own it, not just language it, you will find yourself at a greater level of peace. Amen. 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 God, I have so much to say around that. And I don't, <laughs> it's just so, it's profound and true. And to come from a woman who, uh, you know, whose child died, I, I, I know we wanted to wrap this up right around now, but to, to have been able to find the isness in the peace mm -hmm. in my heart around something that was so profoundly, yeah. um, you know, uh, not peaceful. So for family, uh, difficult for many years, but then to find that place where I was like, wait, I don't, I, well, I'm living the victim, you know? So, so it's a very much, it is an isness. What is this all about? That profound moment under the stars. Let me, I just want to tell you, you connected me to something I dream about. I literally dream about being on a sailboat alone with somebody I love that is in it like dark and looking at the skies, at the sky, at the stars like that. And just thank you because it just brought me to be able to visualize it even more. And it's just yeah. a beautiful, it could be so connected to the, the vastness. Yeah. How, how we are just a dust, uh, you know. It really is. It really yeah. is. And I think that is helpful. And we should all appreciate it because, you know, I'm looking outside right now and you just see, you know, the trees, it's the, it's the springtime and it's a rebirth. It's a reset, a, 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 like a, um, what's the word I'll go for? A, a renaissance, you know, of life yeah. manifesting. It happens every year. It's so amazing. We go through brutal winters and yet the trees and every other piece of living is connected somehow. And um, what can I say? But awesome. Yeah. It's great to be alive. And just remember, we live our lives like we're going to be here forever. And all we do is spend a few years renting space on this particular planet. So get it done. If you have something in your heart, please don't procrastinate. And Gina, again, I just want to say thank you for giving me an opportunity to share a little bit from my heart to your heart. And for anybody else that's listening, I hope you can walk away. Write something down that, that mm -hmm. came from me that touches your heart in some way. And don't just shut it off, turn on the news or go eat, but contemplate your contemplations. I love you, Gina. Love Thank it. you for this opportunity. And Thank amen. Amen. Um, lastly, last thing, guys, get the book. Is your lifestyle killing you? You can get it. I'm going to post your website because you have a website to your chiropractic office in New Jersey. Correct, Dr. Bird? Yes, I do. So if you and want me to give that to you, it's simply Rivervale Chiropractic dot com right and um our book is available on amazon you can get it in um you know the book form that you, you can also get it as a listening tool uh, they have it there available as well right so, how to however, your dreams without sacrificing your hope and sanity, and sanity. It is a quick read and it is gold and it's really it's really beautiful and i'm I'm grateful for this time with, with you thank you we will post your um your link uh here for both the book on amazon and your web website anyhow because for anyone who is in new jersey northern new jersey wherever you are in new york you can 
you know, come when everything you're seeing people. So that's the good news. If you need help, yeah, we've been able to do that, which is great. And hopefully, hopefully soon, 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 we'll all be back to a relative state of new normal. Yeah. Well, you, and you're also, you also, I know you're also coaching people online with that other piece of contemplating the contemplations because that's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. If there's anybody who is eager to just kind of deal with lifestyle challenges, you know, I'm a holistic health counselor. I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And despite, you know, having degrees or whatever else licensure, you know what we need, Gina? We need somebody who cares. We need somebody who really understands the understanding of two ears and one mouth and using them proportionally. This was my opportunity to spend maybe more time with one mouth and two ears, but um, being a good listener and really having a heartfelt communication with people, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to alter people's lives. And thank you for that opportunity and for that share. Yes. And oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I will end it now. Thank you, everyone who's watching Nicole, Dave Steele, Anna, Suzanne, Nora. Thank you. Thank you, everyone else who's here. And, um, We'll see you another time, Dr. Berger. I'd love to have you and your wife together in the near future. We will be happy to do that. Yeah. That would be a good one. So take care. Everybody, we're going to work us. Thank you. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. Hang on right there, Dr. Berger. I'm saying goodbye to Facebook right now. Goodbye, everybody.